Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Charlie White and Ron Vrooman welcome as guests on Freedom Forum Radio. Thank you for having us. Well, that is really the basis of what natural law rights are. Correct. Natural law rights are given are given to us by our creator at mm-hmm. birth. Okay. They are not given by the government. And that's a very important concept because some people say, well, the, the government gives you the right to this, the right. Those aren't rights. The government cannot give you a right. Uh if you of the government fabricates a right, they can unfabricate it or they can modify it or take it away or give it to whoever they want. That's why it's not a right. Only God can give you a right. And the original Constitution, of course, specified that it was the job of the federal government, one of them, to protect and secure those rights, uh, not abolish them, amend them. Uh, restrict them, take them away, or whatever. And we all know what natural law rights are. Uh, And that's what the Bill of Rights, and thank God they actually wrote the Bill of Rights and put it as part of the Constitution. God knows what would happen if those things weren't written down. But that's what the origin of the Bill of Rights uh, truly is. Um, So um, let's go back. You're Let's talk about this because this is kind of important. So when you make an affidavit of truth, that particular statement really was stating that what natural law rights are to you and that you are an individual free because you own individually those natural law rights given to you by God. Is that not right? Yes. And um, we use those documents. We don't file them anywhere. Uh, We don't give them to the government. We don't file them into court or anything because we are our own assembly. And when we have a grand jury or, or a petite trial, we use those documents as verification that we claim that we are who we are. They're our bona fides so that we can show as evidence those LTAs to anyone who wants to to see and verify who we are and that we are the people on the land and soil. So you next the next thing you did was to form a grand jury of 45 people. What place does that have in the scheme of things that you are uh, are doing? 
Go for it, Ron. Oh, boy. We've had five grand juries. Tanya's called the jury pool, which is several hundred now, and uh, called five grand juries, and they showed up. And the grand jury doesn't give indictments unless it was given indictment by a prosecutor. A grand jury on its own provides presentments to prosecutors and true bills to courts. So we are very careful to do the same. We do it properly and to the best of our ability. So we take our grand jury very strongly. And uh, we wanted to have one. And you all know what Portland's been like. Downtown Portland's got a pretty good name for itself and what's been going on. Well, we took our grand jury to downtown Portland. There's a park between the Marco Hatfield Federal Building that they tried to burn down that has uh, an eight-foot chain link fence around it now, a city block with the chain link fence around it, and all the glass and doors are boarded up with plywood. That's in downtown Portland. And in the park across the street, and on the other side of the park, is the Multnomah County Courthouse. And we told the FBI, the DOJ, the mayor, the, anybody that would listen got an email from us. And we said on this day, I think it was April 21st, 2022. I think so. We're going to hold a grand jury right in the middle of the park on noon on Monday. And we did. And what did that do? What did you do in that grand jury? Oh, boy. 60 people showed up, and uh, we had our tents pitched in the rain. And uh, two young... (laughs) Up a little... Yeah, there it is. Pull it back a little bit. Yeah, there it is in the park. We provided our... uh, petite jury with a true bill and uh i think at that time we took on the oregon uh health authority Mm -hmm. uh and 44 other authorities on oregon that put themselves between a man or a woman with their progeny and the one that they want to contract with. You cannot contract on Oregon with the doctor unless the medical board gives him a license. You can't contract with an attorney unless the attorney's bar gives him a license. You can't have an electrician or a plumber or any of those contract with you until the state puts a licensing board between you and the person you want to contract with, which is not one of their 23 enumerated responsibilities. That's not their job, but they do it. So that's called to their attention. We thought at the beginning that 
this was coming from the military and it was coming at us through the the law, through the courts and through the attorneys. And we now think that this is coming at us through medicine and big pharma. That's how they're going to take us out. And uh, a year ago, April, we uh, did what we thought best. Which which was? Tell them, Charlie. Well, we held the grand jury and we voted that uh, we felt that the um, we and we had a long list of individuals as well as the Oregon Health Authority and the Oregon Medical Board and the OHSU Oregon Health and uh, Oregon OHSU Oregon Health <laughs> and Sciences University up on the hill, um, and we held them all um, guilty of. Uh, imposing authority over us when we have a right to not take the jab. Uh, We have a right to be able to continue to uh, make a living, um, support our families, and, uh, you know, without imposition of authority and fear of losing our job or our position of of anything. Go ahead, Ron. Uh, mechanically or mathematically on this, every time one of those health authorities made somebody do something that broke their unalienable rights or destroyed or violated one of the rights guaranteed by the Constitution, every time they did that, they violated due process. And due process that has been noted and is not subject to any uh, judgment, it's there, it's fact, you saw them, they did it, that all becomes a due process violation. And 18 U.S.C. 3571 says that if you violate the due process of a man or a woman constitutionally, it's punishable by code at $250,000 per issue. So you asked earlier, what does it mean? What it means is everybody that's doing that needs an oath and a bond to do it lawfully. And every time they're bonded, if they break their oath and break their bond, they have no ability to hold an office of trust. So if you have, un, what is it, incontrovertible evidence found by a grand jury, found by a, excuse me, an Article Three Amendment 7 court, if you have this evidence, then you have incontrovertible proof for the person that holds the purse strings of the state risk management or the state bonding authority or the individual bond of the one that broke your 
violated your rights and broke their oath. And that's where we're, we're taking each one of these cases through private attorney general, through their own laws. Every time they violate, it's 250000 Fine. Penalty. There's no, we've got the court to give the order. So, I yield. So let me ask you a question, okay? Uh, and I want to go back a little bit because you formed you formed a court, is that correct? And you said there were five requirements for forming a court. What are those five requirements? I'd have to look. I, I one of them is you have to uh, have a seal. Another one is you have to have the ability to uh, enforce uh, contempt of court. Uh, you have to have a certain number of people. Do you have to have uh, three people to form a court? There's no judge in our court. We do jobs of over 20 bucks. Judges do jobs of less than 20 bucks in common law, or they go over and work in admiralty or equity or other some other law form that doesn't involve them. Charlie White and Ron Vrooman welcome as guests on Freedom Forum Radio. Thank you for having us. So let me let me ask another question here. So I understand the concept of a grand jury. Uh, and in actuality, uh, prosecutors were not supposed to be part of grand juries. It was supposed to be the grand jury itself, which uh, heard evidence and then went to the prosecutor and said, you know, we need you to take care of this because we have found reason for you to go ahead and do that. I understand that. So then you did that. You did that in Oregon. You had a grand jury and you came up with a, a list of people who you indicted for a variety of whatever you want to call them, maybe crimes or malfeasances or whatever you call them. So then you went to an Article Three court. And I really want you to explain better what is an Article Three court? What makes that different from the court system that we currently have? It's okay. stated in the Constitution. Uh, what we now have are courts that are called Article One courts that are made up by Congress or appointed by the the. Uh, president, or somehow they are staffed with judges and clerks, and they find buildings to hold them in. Those are Article I courts, and those are for the business of the United States of Washington, District of Columbia, and its forts, ports, and needful buildings scattered around the various several states. That's what that's for. Then you read on further, and it says Article Three Court. Boy, did they load that up. 
for me to deal with the Article Three court, I take a pencil and a fresh Article Three, and I say, what am I looking for? Anything that is not what I'm looking for, I'm going to mark off. So if you look in there and you say, well, I'm not an admiral, so I'm not an ambassador, and I'm not this, and I'm not that, pretty soon you find out that an Article Three court is the only court where a man, body, mind, spirit, flesh, blood, soul, can take the state to court for remedy. Bingo. It's so, right there. And it's stated in the Constitution. It's one with a small O, supreme with a small S, court, capital C. That is the de jure common law court with Article 7, with Amendment 7, so that we have common law de jure court. One Supreme Court, Court of the People. So, what is the what is the place then of non federal courts? In other words, we have courts in our county, with courts in the town, and things like that. Are they not part of that system? Explain that to me. Take it, boss. Oh. Well, first of all. Uh, there's a, a time frame if you go back in history and you look at our original constitution, the, the United States of America's constitution, and how it's written. And then there was a gap. And then in approximately 1861, the corporation came in when there was sine die in Congress at the time of Lincoln and Executive Order 100. And all of a sudden, the, the Constitution became admiralty law. It was rewritten, and it ensued in the states, for example, Oregon, and the uh, justices and the judiciary got altered in Oregon in 1910 so that we have an uh, Amendment 7 in our Constitution goes from original to amended. They're both in the Constitution. And we recognized at that point that the judiciary had been changed immensely and the courts were no longer the courts that were initially established by the original Constitution. They are now fiction. I call them fiction jurisdiction. Um, they're basically banks. They are commercial courts. They're for making money, raising money uh, off the people. That's the layman's explanation. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. I just love to hear that old man sing. 
Once you hear Dr. Dan, weekends on WJRB 95.1 FM, you'll know he's right. Really, this is a nation that is built upon the concept of private property ownership. As a matter of fact, the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Catch Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. and again Sundays at 2.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. on News Talk 95.1.